Good morning. Welcome to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas. Glad to have everybody tuning in this morning. And Jamie's here, of course. Jamie, yes. how are you doing this morning? I'm good morning. I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Good. Okay, so today we have a special guest. Yeah. Which we're going to keep as a secret for like just a few seconds. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, just want to invite everybody to visit our website, DaveFox.com. If you ever want to get a hold of us, you can email info at DaveFox.com. We'd love to hear from all of our listeners. And uh, today we are, Jamie just said, we're kind of switching things up a little bit. We're going to interview a few people in the next two or three shows, right? Yeah, we've got a few guests lined up over mm-hmm. the next several weeks, months. Um, and so it should be exciting, fun, different kind of topics. Great. Yeah. Okay, so this morning we have one of our very own, Nick Lashivo. Nick, good to have you here. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so Nick is one of our project managers, mm-hmm. and you've been mm-hmm. with the company how long now? Uh, it'll be three years and two weeks. All right. Like so. two weeks from now, not three years and two weeks. Three, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so three years. So uh, one of our newer uh-huh. um, employees, and... You know, part of the reason I was talking with Allie, our marketing coordinator, about topics, and we were kind of thinking like, oh, what, you know, what would be interesting to people and things like that, or what are some of the things that we want to make the community aware of? Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing that we are always working towards is just kind of the awareness of the trades industry. It's a bit of a, I'll say, struggling industry in the sense of getting people getting trades workers. Um, it's not as common anymore to get into the trades. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. told you got to go to college, you got to go to college, you got to mm-hmm. go to college. Mm-hmm. And so I always think it's really interesting to hear from our production team how they got into the trades and how they got into this industry and what their path was and when they realized, you know, sitting behind a desk all day wasn't for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and And so I thought that this would be kind of a fun way to not only introduce people to the trades and how people get into the industry, but also just kind of hear a little bit of background on what that position looks like and mm-hmm. and what it means to be a project manager. Good. So well, we, we just happen to have a project manager right here. Yep. We a can ask them all live a real life. Project manager. Yeah. In the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, in your words, what is the role of a project manager yeah. at Dave Fox? A 10,000 foot view project manager's role is to oversee projects. Uh, Ground level view, it's to coordinate subs, scheduling, ordering material, communication with the homeowners, keeping my guys informed with what's going on. I have two carpenters that are on my team, and so keeping them constantly informed of what's coming up next, trying to help them think three, four steps ahead. And along with me, I have to constantly be thinking three, four steps ahead. So not to get bogged down in the details, but see the forest from the trees. And so when we're in demo, start thinking about framing and mechanicals and cabinet layout. You, you, you know, you're already starting to think about those things the second you start tearing stuff out of the house. So and you have to multiply that times three or four, right? Because you have three or four jobs running. Exactly. Yeah. So typically... Uh, Last year was nuts. We had a lot of work and a lot of projects going on at one time. And so there was definitely a lot of compartmentalizing one job from the next. And I thought that would be, I mean, it was challenging, but I thought it would be way more challenging than what it was. The key to that was just keeping a notebook and having, I actually had a notebook for each job and just a list of everything that needed to get done uh, sequentially. 
And so, yeah, you know, um, typically here we're kind of back to a normal in terms of our workload. And so I have like three or four jobs going on at one time. And our production manager and our field managers do a pretty good job of assigning us projects based on where our other jobs are. So they're not all like in the same place. You know, we're not setting cabinets on all three or four jobs at the same time. Mm -hmm. They're in different places uh in terms of the schedule of the project so yeah so maybe a listener right now is thinking well i don't want you working on anybody else's job mm -hmm. i just want you to be here at my job the whole time yep so. yeah and i've i've had a few of those conversations with mm -hmm. homeowners and what i tell them is every job i have is is extremely important to me and there's not one job that's more important than the other and i give as much time to one job as i do to the next yeah so, so. talk about how sequencing is is plays into that yeah so typically i'll get a job assigned to me maybe six weeks a month to six weeks before we actually start the job and then from that point when i get assigned the job I have a few meetings to go over our job book and paperwork to meet with the designer and the dc our, our, our sales team to go over details on the job and then from that point i start working on the schedule for the job well before the job even starts. And once I get that schedule laid out, I start contacting my subs. Hey, here's some rough dates for when we're gonna be ready for this job coming up. They get paperwork from Brenda, our production coordinator, so they know what's going on when I contact them. Mm -hmm. And so when we get to the job, day one, I already have a schedule in place. I have people lined up to come in. And obviously those dates I give my subs are rough dates. Things can come up in demo. There could be extra work that comes up. And so I just have to be in constant communication with them through the process. Hey, we need to adjust a couple of days here, a couple of days here before yeah. we're ready for you guys to start. Yeah. So, And then, you know, with running jobs simultaneously, uh, like you said, you don't get in a position where every job needs cabinets yeah. Friday yeah. and you have to be at all three right. jobs, right? Yeah. That would be so terrible. So you kind of, <laughs> it's sequence so that different things are happening at each of the jobs yes. at any given time. Yeah. So, and the great thing about that, I, like I said, I have two carpenters on my team. If that were the case, we would feel so spread thin of, we need to be at four places at one time. Yeah. Typically my jobs are, we got demo going on here. We're in rough mechanicals on this job. We're in finishes on this job. Mm -hmm. And that makes it much more manageable from a manpower perspective and scheduling and all, yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. So. And Nick, you had mentioned, you know, subcontractors and, and your carpenters and things like that. How would, I mean, we, we do a lot of the work mm -hmm. in-house. We try and keep a lot of that work in-house. And then we use subcontractors for cer certain specialty things. How would you communicate like to a client or the consumers listening to the show on how we determine when it's going to be a subcontractor and when it's going to be something that we are doing in-house? Yeah, a lot of times it's based on whether, so when I first get the job, I look at our bids. Who did we get a bid from? If there's no bid in there for certain things like maybe exterior trim or, uh, I'm just trying to think of another example, uh, LVP flooring. I'll go in and look at our specs and see where those numbers are uh, for labor, subcontract. Typically, if it's in labor, that gives me a good idea that we're going to do this in-house. Sometimes it makes more sense to either sub it out because of our workload and our manpower. Uh, we... I feel like we do a really good job vetting our subs. We hold them to the same standard we hold our carpenters to, and that's one thing I always tell our homeowners. 
we don't just pick people that are driving around in a van with Harry Home, you know, Harry Home Improvement on the side of their van. Uh, we we definitely put them through a, a vetting process, and so I, I give the, them the assurance that when a sub is at your house. Uh, you don't have to worry. You're going to get the same quality and the same standards that you have when my carpenters are there and when I'm there. So, yeah. Yeah. And we have, you know, we're fortunate we have an in-house plumbing team, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And then our subcontractor for electrical is one subcontractor that yeah. is, you know, basically an umbrella or a, you know, arm, a cousin, extended <laughs> cousin of ours. And uh, like you said, our subs are very much part of our family they're mm-hmm. our extended family yep. and um and oftentimes you'll even see them wearing our our day fox apparel right. yeah yep. yeah we do have day fox apparel for the subs yes yeah. they have their own special set of clothing that's right <laughs> <laughs> some marketing person yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so you know so you're basically falling back on the design consultants, the salesperson who puts together that estimate, they've kind of predetermined, okay, this is just a small amount of flooring. It makes sense for us to just do the install here. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we're doing a room addition and it's a lot of drywall. We're going to sub that out to someone that can really knock it out right. quickly. Yeah. Um, things like that. There's a lot of those decisions that take place on, mm-hmm. on any job. Yeah. A lot of communicating. Yep. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show. We're glad to be here on Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock and also on podcasts whenever you want to listen. That's right. So, Jamie, how do people find podcasts that we have or radio shows that we've done in the past? Well, a few different ways. I mean, whatever your preferred podcast platform is, you can just look up the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show and all of our previously recorded broadcasts are all on there. Um, And then you could also just go to www.dayfoxradio.com and they're all there as well. Um, if you go to it on our website, it's nice because anything that we're typically talking about, we'll try and include the pictures mm-hmm. for what we're referencing. And you know, you can just take a listen. You know, take if you've got a, a long listen. drive, just throw on a podcast and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting you said WWW. I know. <laughs> Jamie. I know. I thought of that when like I was saying you. that. I was like, gosh, I sound ancient. <laughs> Go on that intranet thing. Yeah, the intranet. <laughs> the Al Gore invented it. Uh, All right. Uh, okay, so today we have our guest, Nick Lashivo. Nick's one of our project managers, and we're talking about remodeling through the eyes of a project manager, mm-hmm. really. All mm-hmm. the responsibilities, Nick, that you have yeah. on different jobs. Yeah. You're the one that makes it all happen. Yep. So clients come in, they talk to our design team, our sales team, go through all the planning stages. And that's a lot of work, really, if you Mm -hmm. think about it. From Mm -hmm. the initial time we go out and do the photo measure, all the design presentations, working through specs, picking out products with our interior designers. A lot of work goes into all that and getting ready for the day that you come on the job site. Yes. And that's yep. when the hammer meets the nail. Mm-hmm. That's Literally. when the magic starts. Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. How's yeah. it feel to be on that end of this whole spectrum? Yeah. Uh, 
so like I said earlier, I'd, I've been here for about three years and um, I started working here when I was 35 and made a pretty now significant... You're four, now you feel like you're 45? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like when you see the president's before and yeah, after photo right. and he looks way older in the after photo. Um, but yeah, when I you know made a pretty significant career change, it was a pretty terrifying decision for me to make. I have three kids and you know I'm in my mid-30s, uh, but it felt right. I felt like it was what... Uh, I was called to do. And so I did it. And I made the decision when I decided to work here that this is a career change for me. This isn't a job change. And so with that came some goals that I had for myself. And certainly project management was one of those goals. And in my mind, I was thinking, you know, three to five years, I, that, that, I, that seems reasonable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happened in about a year and a half. Yeah. And I was very excited on one hand. And on the other hand, I was very terrified sure. because I knew I'd, I'd worked here long enough and worked with a couple of different project managers. I, I knew, I, I, like I had a good idea of what went into it. And so I saw it as an opportunity to be stretched and be challenged to grow and learn. And uh, certainly this last year has been uh, very enjoyable. I, I, very, I, I very much enjoy my job. I look forward to coming to work every day. Um, I like talking to people, working with people. Uh, I like problem solving. Um, and I even enjoy conflict resolution. Sometimes there's some conflict resolution either with guys that are on the job site or um, you know maybe a situation comes up with a homeowner that's frustrating to them and helping them work through that frustration. Mm-hmm. And I think the key to all of that is trying to be a calming presence in the midst of chaos. That's really a big yeah. part of my job. Because um, remodeling really is a chaotic process. Yeah. I mean, there's no getting around it. Yeah. And you were mentioning, I think, on our uh, first segment about preparing lists for projects. Mm-hmm. And in this business, that list gets changed how many times? A million times. Yeah. <laughs> right, because there's always something changes something happens yeah and that's that's part of the job is you have to hold those plans loosely in your hands and say anything can happen today Mm -hmm. and i have to be prepared for it in order to be able to be that calming presence to your team to your subs to the homeowner you have to have the mindset that these plans most likely will change yeah one of the big differences between new construction and remodeling is in new construction there's not that many unknowns. Now, when you're digging, there's always an unknown, right? But once you get the foundation in, I mean, you get your lumber delivered, you know what you're getting, you put your trim on, you're building the whole thing. So whatever happens is what you did. Mm -hmm. But then remodeling, it's completely different. We're dismantling what somebody else did. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that's behind walls that we can't see. Right. And that could be mechanicals, it could be structural, Mm -hmm. framing, anything. So that's why so many times we we can't just, we don't have a crystal ball. We can't determine, predetermine everything we're going to run into. Right. Sometimes we just get shocked, don't yep. we? Yeah. I, I just started a project a couple of weeks ago. It's it's going to be an amazing project. And we were in the demo phase and we uncovered some things that we just did not know were there. Mm-hmm. And I you know just kept the homeowners involved through the process. Hey, we uncovered this, but we are going to fix it. We're going to get it taken care of, mm-hmm. and it, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And even with my guys, you know, we're going to take care of it. We're going to figure out a way to fit, you know figure mm-hmm. out this problem and make it work. Yeah. So. Yeah. Another. You know. You mentioned the difference between remodeling and new build, <clears throat> um, and the planning aspect of it is not only easier with a new build, but 
there's also the big factor that no one's living there. Mm -hmm. Oh, true. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? I mean, so that's a really big difference. When you're talking about a new build, you don't have someone coming home to that home every night. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're talking about remodeling, probably 95% of our jobs, there's either A, someone working from home there all the time, or they're coming home every single night to see what you've done, and they have questions and concerns and things that come up. Um, we need to maintain the home in a livable manner the entire time, things like that. So there's a lot of work even just on that aspect with remodeling that you don't necessarily have to accommodate in a new build. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, you know, really crucial. We have to, Gary, you've said this before, but we're trying to manage life through a very large disruption, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. they still have to keep on living. They still have their kids activities and all the things that go along with that. They still have pets at home. They still have cats that get stuck in between the two by fours. Um, and all the, the crazy things that we, we come across. Um, would you say a lot of your homeowners work from home? Yeah. I was actually just thinking about that as you were talking, Jamie, I think I may have had one project since I've been a project manager where the homeowners weren't living in the space that we were working on. Um, every other job, someone's been home all the time, every day. Yeah. Um, and th- there's a lot of good things that come to that. You know, the, the, if, if a question needs to be asked or, you know, a, a decision needs to be made, hey, do you have a second to come down and I can walk you through this thing that we're looking at here? And, you know, yeah. So, but yeah, it's, I think since COVID, I, I started here uh, after COVID started, that became the norm where most people are just home during yeah. the day. So, yeah. yeah. What has been your favorite client interaction with a homeowner? Oh, man. We had a job last year as a pretty big room addition. Um, the homeowners were just phenomenal people. I think my favorite interaction was at our final walk. Uh, the husband and wife and myself were in tears because uh-huh. we were just we really liked each other. Is that the Delaware project? Yeah, the Islands. Yeah. yeah. I, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> um, the Delaware project. Yeah. Um, they were just quality people, um, very generous people. They, you know, they would give us like Christmas gifts at Christmas time. And if they knew it was someone's birthday, they would, you know, get them a little pastry from the bakery in Delaware. You guys were like family then. Yeah. I mean, and so we were, I was literally in tears and they were both in tears and uh, it was, that that was very rewarding for me. Uh, it was bittersweet because I was like, I'm gonna miss these people, um, but this place looks beautiful. I know they're happy. It is beautiful. We're mm-hmm. happy. Um, so I, I would say that was my my favorite interaction. Yeah. Yeah. It's always surprising to me when I see that on our. You know, we give every client a survey at the end of their job, and it's always surprising to me still, even after all these years, to see that they're gonna miss us being there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, gosh. Have it, you think of having all these contractors in your house, your house is under construction and no matter how hard we try, there's dust and things like that. And they're actually going to miss us. Yep. It's really phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, the relationships that we build. Yeah. So this is a relationship business, you know, mm-hmm. remodeling and design build and being in people's homes and working with their family, their kids and mm-hmm. all. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. This is segment three, right, Jamie? Is that right? That's right. You got it. Okay. You're on it. So we've got segment three to go and segment four to go. Mm -hmm. And then everybody can get back to what they were doing before they started listening to the show. Yeah, or listen to the next one if it's on podcast. Okay. Just keep playing. (laughs) Okay. All right. So what are we doing today, Jamie? Why don't you bring us up to date in case someone just tuned in? 
Yeah, so we're here with Nick, one of our project managers here at Day Fox, and just kind of talking about what the day-to-day is like in that position, what that means, um, the things that that position is responsible for. And then Nick, we briefly talked about kind of how you got into the industry. Mostly mm-hmm. you talked about just making a big transition. Yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about the background behind that? What made you consider it? How did you start learning anything? Um, Your schooling background? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so to go all the way back to high school, uh, my plan originally when I graduated high school is I wanted to be on the Columbus Fire Department. And so wasn't planning on going to college. My uncle and one of his friends owned a, they, they were partners, they owned a remodeling company. So I just went right to work uh, with them. The day after graduation, I started working with them and remodeling and did that for about five years with them and learned a ton. Uh, I think that's where I really, that's where the foundation started for me to learn how to use a circular saw, read a tape measure, cope baseboard, all that fun stuff, lay tile. Um, And then sadly that company, it, it wasn't, you know, it kind of, faltered and wasn't very successful at the end Um, and then right around that time I got engaged to my wife and I was like I need to find a job and uh, so my cousin he worked for a commercial uh, building company here in Columbus and he was able to help me get a job there so um, I was in the commercial world for about another five years and that was right around the time uh the 2009 2010 when the economy was really bad they did a pretty major layoff and so um right around that time period my my desires had started changing Uh, my wife and i are very involved in our church and i I play music and uh the guy that did music at our church was going to be leaving on a church plant and Uh, there was an opening there to start doing music at my church full-time so i took that opportunity did it for about 10 years Um, and even you know that might seem very unrelated to remodeling but that experience in my 10 years working at my church there was a lot of leadership development that happened a lot of conflict resolution development that happened a lot of communication development that happened through the 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 course of that 10 years and so when i came to dave fox you know i I worked at the church for 10 years and I, I just kind of got burned out. I got tired. COVID was kind of the nail in the coffin for me. My, my job got very difficult and stressful. And uh, that's when I felt like I was kind of being led to make a change. And I kept seeing this ad on my computer every day that Dave Fox was hiring Those darn marketing people. Um, <laughs> just keep popping so up. after about a month of seeing that, I was like, you know what, fine. I will submit my resume. I've been out of the industry for 10 years probably not going to happen, but I'll give it a shot. Um, and next thing I know, I get a phone call and, um, shortly after that I'm working here. And the cool thing about it, uh, just mentioning some of the experience I had at my church when I became a project manager, I just, at first became more and more surprised at how much those skills that I was able to develop working at my church for 10 years carried over into this role of a project manager communication, conflict resolution, um, you know, being a calming presence to people in difficult times, all of that stuff has really helped me a lot uh, to be ready for this position. And I wasn't even aware of it until I, I got into it. So, yeah, you know, something else interesting that probably most people don't realize is that the only way to become a project manager at Dave Fox is to first be a carpenter mm-hmm. or to be high. We always hire our project managers yeah. from within, yeah. um, which I think is really Cool. It's awesome. um, I, I love that we do that. I love mm-hmm. that we've, as far as I know, almost always done that. 
Um, but I think that that's really, you know, special and it communicates to our carpenters and to anyone's coming to our company that the growth and the potential here yeah. um, is pretty endless, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, Nick, uh, we talk a lot about COVID and it really changed everybody's world mm-hmm. when we went through that. But uh, one of the results of COVID is, as you said, Jamie, people are working from home a lot. Mm-hmm. And Nick, you're working with people in the house, which is a little different than yeah. before. Uh, and it adds a little bit of stress, yes, right? Because, uh, you know, this the remodeling process and working with uh, people and subcontractors and our own people, like we have tile installers, plumbers, yeah, uh, the electricians. There's it's so much coordinating going on mm-hmm. because of the just the sequence of how a project goes together. And things happen, you know, the electrician might be tied up an extra two days of the job because of running into something yeah. unforeseen that's yeah. going to affect the next job and then mm-hmm. the job after that. So there's all that coordinating and scheduling going on. And uh, sometimes there's a little bit of downtime in someone's project. Yep. And that's hard to do. Let's say your house is all tore up. <laughs> it's dirty. The guys sweep up at the end of the day. That's fine. But I mean, there's some dust that's just going to be there during the process. Yeah. And <clears throat> so... Mrs. Jones is working in her office and nobody's there that day. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for people to cope with. Mm -hmm. I mean, that'd be hard for anybody. Even though we kind of prepare people for that and let them know that this is just part of the process and we can't, something can't be going on every minute of the day. So don't you find that can be some kinds times challenging in uh, working with clients and their expectations? Yeah. And like you said, you try to set those expectations from day one when we have our on-site meeting. I have a copy of our schedule that I hand them, and I basically what I tell them is these are target dates. They're not set in stone dates. These dates will move. They will shift around. Even your finish date, that's, that's a target that we're trying to hit. Most likely, that date will be different by the end of the project. Mm-hmm. The other thing I try to tell them and really drive home the point is is just that very thing that you're talking about. There's not most likely going to be someone here every single day. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I tell them on top of that, though, is behind the scenes here at our company, there is work being done most of the time, even if somebody is not at their house. There's phone calls being made. There's things in the shop being made. Mm-hmm. Um, there's scheduling being done. There's planning being done on my part in the DC and the IDs part to get to that next step. And so I try to ensure them, hey, if someone's not at your house that day, that doesn't mean nothing is being done on your project. Mm-hmm. You just can't see it. Yeah, You will see it, but you just can't see it that day. Yeah, and it's so. funny how, well, it's not funny, it's just re- real life where we might allocate a certain number of weeks or months for a project. And we may be right on schedule, mm-hmm. but if the client's living there, they're seeing, hey, something could have been done today that wasn't, right. so you guys are behind schedule. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, it. everybody's different. Some homeowners, they just roll with the punches, and they're mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I've had homeowners tell me I'm not on a tight schedule, and I and I tell them, well, I am. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to get your project finished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then other homeowners that are, you know, on a continual basis, hey, are we behind schedule? Or are mm-hmm. we on schedule? Mm-hmm. How's things looking? And so you, you really have to be able to adapt to different personalities on different jobs. Yeah. And there is a lot of pain through the remodeling it process. Is, yeah. I mean, there's dirt, there's noise, there's a lot of um, 
you know, interruptions yeah. mm-hmm. in your daily life. And it's not f- a fun process to go through, yeah. uh, but it's necessary. And at the end, you know, you people get to live with what we've done for them yeah. for years yep. and they're always happy in the end. You know, they've got that final project. They're living in it. Their family's enjoying it. But the process is challenging, and you're the one that has to manage those right. clients through that process. Yeah, we we have a handout sheet that I've been giving to my clients. It's called the emotional roller coaster. Yeah. And at that on-site meeting, I I give it to them and kind of talk through the emotional roller coaster that they're getting ready to go on, or that they've already been on uh, since we sold the job to them. And uh, and I tell them, hey, I say, hey, my part of my job is through these low moments is to help you through these difficult times. Yeah. And so if you're frustrated, uh, if you're scared about something, please mm-hmm. let me know mm-hmm. and I will try my best to help you through it. Yeah. So. And we are not going to abandon, no. abandon them. Nope. Okay. We're going to see it through. We're going to make sure that it's done well. And that's what counts because uh, there's pain through the process, but at the end it has to be just right. That's right. Okay. Let's take a quick break. Good morning. You're listening to the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show, and this is segment four. So you got 15 more minutes of Day Fox in your home, <laughs> right? Unless you call us, then you can have months and months of this. <laughs> yeah, that's home. right. That's <laughs> you right. could be having Nick there for breakfast yeah, every morning, right? right? Yes, that's Nick right. could become part of your family for yes. a while. Yeah. <laughs> you can have as much of us as you want, but you know, you got to okay. remodel something. But you know, we only need you for. 15 minutes right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so we are talking today with Nicholas Shivo. Nick's one of our project managers. And really kind of talking about remodeling through the eyes, through your eyes, Nick. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we mentioned in a previous segment where by now the client has been through the whole design process. That's a lengthy process, picking out products and uh, working through all the design issues and the pricing. And now it's ready to be built, mm-hmm. whether it's kitchen, a room addition, basement, bathroom, whatever. Yeah. And now you arrive at the site, Nick, and you're the one that's going to make all of these dreams and plans come, become reality. Yeah. That's a pretty cool position to be in. It is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say is the most rewarding aspect? What's your favorite part of the process? Yeah. Most rewarding aspect is when you get assigned a job, you see uh, plans, you see mock-ups, you see renderings, and sometimes you see things that are designed that we ask ourselves, how in the world are we going to make this happen? (laughs) The most rewarding part is you get to the end of the job and you see it in in real life and, and, Mm -hmm. and you say to yourself, man, we, we did that. It's, I, I don't know if people can relate to this, but when I mow my grass, I, when I'm done, I take a step back and I just, it just looks so great and so nice. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that caused me to want to come back into this industry is I missed working with my hands and just that satisfaction when you get a tight miter or a good cope or the cabinets look beautiful. It's just so rewarding. And very satisfying so and then you know overall when the when the homeowner's happy that that there's nothing better than that when they're excited when they're really pumped at the work that we did it just lets us know that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing so yeah what's the most challenging part yeah same Um, thing the homeowner (laughs) uh sometimes yeah (laughs) yeah i mean on a personal level i'm i'm pretty hard on myself and uh pretty critical towards myself and so i um 
my, my, my field manager and my, our production manager have really helped me to like have more grace on myself, mm-hmm. not take things uh, so personal. Like if, if a mistake happens, um, cause it's not always my fault. Uh, even though sometimes to some homeowners, it feels that way, you know? Um, and so on a personal level, just not um, dwelling on setbacks and unexpected things that come up, but just to keep moving forward, to keep learning and to allow these setbacks to be a learning experience. Um, and then from just a work perspective, like we talked about earlier with scheduling, man, it, the time that goes into building that bar chart and getting that schedule laid out, that, that's a lot of time right there. But then to know I'm just gonna have to co- continually be adapting this schedule. And if I don't, we're gonna get out of order, we're gonna get out of sequence, we're gonna run behind. And so that's really, I'd say the biggest challenge is just staying on top of that schedule for each job and continually thinking three steps, three, four steps ahead mm-hmm. on each job. So it's challenging, but yeah. yeah. So what's your favorite part about being at Day Fox specifically? Yeah. I mean, the culture here is just unbelievable. Um, I was, I was, you know, like anybody who starts a new job, I was really nervous to come here. I didn't know what people were like. Um, I didn't know what, you know, if there were a lot of politics here or whatever. And man, it, uh, I describe it as an oasis in the desert for the, the trades industry in Columbus, Ohio. I've worked for a couple of companies. I've heard stories about other companies. And really, I, I look forward to coming to work every day. Um, I've made really good friends with people that I work here that that was very unexpected. So um, I actually officiated a couple of weddings of some guys that work here um, because we've come such close friends since we've been here. So really the culture of the company, um, everybody's willing to help. If, if you need help with something, I mean, people will just drop what they're doing and help you uh, figure something out, help you lift something heavy. So we like, I feel like we really do work together as a team and uh, it just feels like a family oriented company. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, love that. That's great. It is yeah. great to work with people you like yeah, and, and become friends with. Yep. Yeah. yeah. When I think too, I mean, I've worked at other, I've always been in construction in some realm as well and worked at other companies before. And one thing I always say that's very different here or special here is we're a, a lot larger than most people realize. We have mm-hmm. over 80 employees. There's a lot of people. It's a yeah. lot of, and, but I, nowhere else I have ever worked, no matter the size or really anybody I know that's ever worked, finding 80 people plus people that care at the same level that everyone here cares is unheard of. I think that's really what our special sauce is, is like you said, you go home at night, like you stress out about the mistake you made. Like the people that were working in their home, they don't realize how much we carry what happens at their home with us and how much we care and how much we want it to work out. We want everything. We wish everything could go perfectly on every job. (laughs) That would be lovely. I think it did once. Did it? You saw a straight wall once (laughs) too, I think you said. (laughs) It was a full moon that that day. (laughs) I mean, it is so true. The pride that everybody here has is just incredible. Yeah. Um, So Nick, what would you suggest to somebody, you know, maybe someone's listening that is unsure of what they want to do as a career path, or they like working with their hands, or maybe it's a parent or grandparent of a child that's, you know, not maybe college isn't for them. What would your suggestion be? Yeah, well, I'd say if you're a parent or a grandparent and you have younger kids that just are in high school and they're not really sure what they want to do, 
I would really encourage them to get into the trades of some kind. Uh, there are so many great options for uh, career uh, career options long term for younger people that you know they just feel like college isn't for me. Uh, I don't want to go to college and you know my, try to decide what I'm going to do the first two years. And so I would I would really encourage those kids to look into the option of trades. It's definitely something that there's a need for. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there is a huge drop off from even not that I'm super old, but from my generation to kids in high school, there's a huge drop off in people entering the trades. And so, yeah, um, you got to start somewhere just like any job. And, you know, for those younger kids that do get into trades, the first couple of years are going to be a year, a couple of years of learning, adapting. Lots of demo. Lots of demo. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of hard work. Yeah. Um, But the cool thing is, is I, you know, I had a guy on my job two weeks ago that's 62 was doing demo and just working right alongside some younger people. So, um, yeah, I, and, and then as far as Dave Fox goes, obviously, uh, you would be getting into the trades. Carpentry is my favorite cause it's, I, it's the most eye candy. You, you, your work is very visible compared to plumbing or electric or HVAC. All of that stuff is covered up by drywall, by floors. Um, but carpentry, that's that's the icing on the cake. And so that's one of the things that's most appealing to me about it. And so coming to Dave Fox, the culture is amazing. You get to do work that's very satisfying and rewarding. Um, the company, I think, takes really good care of their employees. And so, yeah, I, I think the trades are a great option. Um, and like I said, there's a huge need for it in younger people. And I think it's a great career path. Yeah, I think it's very therapeutic too. I mean, to work with your hands, there's, you know, if you're fighting depression or all the things that are going on in the world, it's easy to get depressed Mm -hmm. and get in a rut. But when you're out there working, building something, especially framing, I mean, you just see so much happen so quick and you're swinging a hammer and you're working hard. At the end of the day, there's a great feeling that comes with that. Absolutely. And just a sense of accomplishment when you stand back and look at what you built. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's it's great. Yeah. So, Today we've been talking with Nick Lashivo, one of our project managers, and we uh, appreciate everybody tuning into our show. We want you to know that you can reach us by email, info at davefox.com. You can also go to our website at davefox.com. We have a lot of information on remodeling. Uh, there's pictures there that show price ranges of projects. So go to davefox.com and check out what we've got there. We'll be back next Sunday morning at 8.